Hi everyone and welcome to another podcast from Firms Consulting. So we are about to make um, a few large changes to the website as we go into spring approaching summer and today's podcast is I'm going to talk about a very important area about strategy, corporate strategy consulting and before I do that I want to talk about the changes that are coming that are linked to corporate strategy and strategy training. So for those of you who have followed the firm's consulting website over a long period, you would know that we have a sister site called thecapabilitycenter.com or just capabilitycenter.com. And it's a separate site that we host that has excess training material, videos and podcasts um, just for consultants. It has nothing to do about getting a job at McKinsey and BCG. It trains people who already have a job at those firms. It trains people in the corporate environment who want to learn the skills of management consultants. It also trains executives. And the way you have to think about firms consulting is it's almost like an iceberg. And what you see on the firms consulting website is only one-eighth or one-tenth of the material we have. And the bulk of the material we have actually sits in the capabilitycenter.com website. We made a decision about a year ago that we would merge the sites. And I'm happy to say that we are pretty close to completing that. Most likely in about 20 to 30 days time, we hope to, to bring in the capability center into the firm's consulting website. And it will have a substantial amount of material that you've never seen anywhere else about how to do corporate strategy projects, operations projects, implementation projects with a significant amount of detail. But this podcast is not about the changes. There'll be another podcast about that. I want to talk about the theme now about corporate strategy work. So if you're a consultant, yeah, for whichever firm, and you're on a corporate strategy project or a business unit strategy project, you are most likely, there's a maybe a one in five chance, that you are going to be staffed onto the stream of work whereby the engagement manager or the project partner is asking you to do a case study about other companies who have gone through the same situation your client is currently going through. And I want to talk about a particular experience I had when I was an associate. I was staffed onto a uh, energy project, a very big energy project. It was a turnaround. Well, actually, turnaround is incorrect. It was a transformation. It was putting them onto a completely new business path for one of the world's largest energy companies. It was a huge project. And it was my first project in the energy sector. And I was reporting to a very senior um, uh, partner. So the because of the size of the project, there was a partner serving in the overall engagement management role. Um, and each stream, rather than being led by an engagement manager, was led by a principal or associate principal. That's how big and important this project was. And I was in the corporate strategy stream. Uh, well, actually, the strategy stream. And the strategy stream was split into corporate strategy, business unit strategy and the business case stream. And I was in the corporate strategy substream of the strategy stream. And I was one of the three members in the corporate strategy team. And I was asked to put together a set of case studies to help the client understand how other companies have approached this and whether we could extract any lessons. Now, 
I was very young at this point. I probably was 22, I think, or 21. I can't remember. It was after I joined the firm, just after I joined the firm. So I was still a very young consultant. I, th I think I was at that stage the youngest person on the entire team, younger than even the client team members who were working with the consultants, us. And I want to talk about... In this podcast, I want to talk about how people misunderstand and misuse the opportunity to do case studies on strategy projects. When most people are staffed onto a strategy project, they look with disdain the task of building a case study. They say, oh my God, everyone else is doing the more exciting work and I'm stuck doing case studies. And before I talk about how I did this, I want to talk about how people normally do case studies and why it fails. And then I'll talk you through the experience I had and how I use that to do a very, very effective case study, right? Or set of case studies. So when most people are staffed onto the work to do a case study, the first thing they do is they start reading newspaper articles, analyst reports, and so on about the companies they want to case study. So what they will do is they'll go out and they'd read reports. They would read an analyst report about a company. They would read an expose written in the New York Times. They would read a feature written in Fortune magazine. And, and the way 99% of strategy consultants do case studies is they don't actually research the company. They simply paraphrase the writing of other people. So basically they plagiarize. And, and it's a fact, right? They would simply say, okay, the New York Times said this, they'll, they'll put it in to, to their panels and they may quote, the, they may reference the New York Times, but they aren't doing any original research. They're simply filtering what has already been written. Now, there are enormous dangers with that. Because firstly, you don't know that the research done by that New York Times writer is correct. Even if the research is correct, you don't know that that New York Times writer has correctly interpreted the research. Even if he's interpreted correctly, you don't know if by adding the New York Times writer's findings to the findings from the Fortune writer, you don't know if they're working off the same base of material. So, for example, you may quote the revenue numbers from the New York Times article and you may quote the cost issues from the Fortune article, but they could be working off very different assumptions and very different base of facts, so the numbers are not compatible. More than anything, case studies turn out to be a horrible regurgitation of what already exists in the market. So, so, so most consultants approach case studies and say, it's just a chance for me to summarize what's already known in the market. And at the time, you will appear correct. But in hindsight, you will turn out to be wrong. Let me give you an example of this, right? Let me give you a very classic example of this. I recall when I was still a young consultant, looking at how some of the technology teams on technology strategy projects were advising clients. And I remember that um, a very prominent media company hired us to help them rethink the way they would engage customers. And there was a consultant there doing a study about Google. How does Google manage its homepage? And I remember very clearly that consultant took 
the writings of other prominent journalists who had given their opinions about how and why Google had created this clean interface for its homepage and you know talked about the thought process that went into it how it designed how Google had designed this and so on but it all turned out to be wrong because many years later Marissa Mayer who was the guardian or custodian of the homepage of Google went on record saying the only reason Google has a clean homepage is two reasons. Firstly, when they first started off, they didn't have time to work on their homepage, so they just kept it simple. And second, they didn't have enough material to put on their homepage. That's how the Google homepage became clear. It wasn't some grand design. It's only later when they saw that this clear page was working that they decided not to keep it cluttered, and then they built this entire approach to keep it clean. But initially, it was a trial and error approach. Now, my point I'm trying to make here is that think about the advice given to that client about how you have to set up these systems and processes to, to do something that the company that you are referencing actually didn't set up a set of systems and processes to achieve. So the point I'm trying to make here is that when you are doing a case study on a strategy project, if you are thinking that this is just a chance for you to come into the office, read a few stuff, and summarize it onto a few slides, I think you are completely wrong. Now, I'm going to tell you about my experience doing that case study, which wasn't so nice, but I, I succeeded, and eventually it became quite useful. So I mentioned that I was assigned to do the, the, the case studies, and I was asked to do about four case studies, three or four, you know, the number wasn't important, but the, the associate principal leading that talked me through how important it was to get the client to understand that what they're going through is not unusual, but that um, other companies have gone through it and we can extract lessons. So I did what everyone had done. I went and looked at analyst reports. I went and looked at the New York Times. I went and looked at Fortune. I went and looked at Business Week. I went and looked at Forbes. And I put together a very good summary of other people's work. But because I was new to that project and I was unproven, I wasn't actually heavily in demand from all of the other consultants and especially the overall partner leading the project was suspected didn't like me very much. I wasn't in demand to do stuff. I mean, this was very early in my career. I was an unknown quantity. And... Um, you know, I had a lot of spare time on my hands. So I took it upon myself to call up one of the research analysts who had done one of the who had written one of the equity research reports on a company I was case studying to prove to 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 explain how they had been through their own um, turnaround. So I called up this lady. She was based in um, uh, not important where she was based, but let's say she was not in our time zone, and I started talking to her. And very nice, you know, she was very happy to talk me through, um, you know, how she had built a model and so on. And, and towards the end of the conversation, she did point out that she had made a lot of assumptions, which is normal. And uh, she has not updated her model. So what she would recommend I do is I call the person she had worked with at the client side, would provide a lot of the material. And I'm sure that, you know, if I asked nicely, he'd, he'd talk to me. So I did that. So I called this guy up who worked in the investor relations department of the company I was building the case study on and I started talking to him and explained what I was doing. You know, we're working at a client site, we're working for a client, never misrepresent when you talk to, to people. And we're not we're not looking to obviously dig into anything uh, controversial, but we're really trying to understand how this 
how your company made this decision and what you went through you know six years ago and we've been reading all these articles which sound very interesting so you know we want to understand uh, your perspective because the equity research analyst mentioned that some of the numbers had changed but she hadn't updated them and if you are willing to share them and if you have time you know I'd be happy to look at them and uh, this guy explains that well yes you know he remembers the articles at that point he was working in, he was still in investor relations but more working with um, the uh, teams that were presenting to to shareholders and he went into the discussion about how some of the things were incorrect on the article and um, the reason why they were incorrect is because the journalist who wrote the article uh, asked for a comment but didn't really ask the right questions and even though they provided the material it never appeared in the article so he said look if you want to hear about this and you really want to understand this uh, why don't you speak to this executive who can tell you more things so anyway I was moved around from executive to executive but the interesting thing is that as I started speaking to these people and checking the information what actually happened at the company was very different from what was reported in the newspapers and I recall this situation very clearly in my mind it's, it stayed in my mind f forever and it will stay in my mind forever but basically what happened is that the senior partner the managing the overall study once came up to me and asked me Michael what are you doing you know calling up all these people and so and I heard you talking to someone from the client from the uh, the client side the company you're doing a case study of and what I mentioned is that well the reason I'm speaking to them is because I have this time and some of the information that we are receiving that, that I, I received from the newspaper articles uh, doesn't seem to to gel with what the executives in the company being case studied are telling me so I just want to corroborate this and I remember very clearly I will never forget I'll never forget this because I was sitting there we were all in one room she goes to the associate principal who is literally maybe five meters from me and she's not even hiding a voice and tells the, the associate principal let's assume his name is John John um, you know I think you need to talk to Michael I don't think he understands how to do case studies and I don't see the value of what he's doing so maybe he's a little bit lost about what he needs to do she makes she laughs about it and then she walks in and she, she knows I can hear her. and the associate principal looks at me and he says okay I'll talk to him and he he came to speak to me and he said you know just talk me through what you're doing I explained to him what I was doing the fact that you know what I think that you asked me to do four case studies which I'll do but I think one of them in particular um, the lessons we can learn, although slightly different, are quite valuable. But the lessons that we need to learn from this are not what we're finding in publications, because the, the authors of those pieces have not fully understood the context, haven't didn't take the time to understand things. So, you know, I talked him through some of the findings I was receiving and so on, how um, I was using that information to plot out the, the 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 strategy decisions the company made and so on, and he liked it. Now the interesting thing about that is that I actually went on to do only three case studies in that corporate strategy study. But here's the interesting thing. In every single major update that the partner did with executives, they always started with the case study I put together because the findings were so insightful. Now, the findings were insightful because we managed to get, or I managed to get, quotes from the executives. I was able to 
go behind what the newspaper articles had said to understand why the decisions were made. In some situations, I was able to say that, you know, this was said in the newspaper, but it's not actually true. That's not why the client did it. This is why the client did it. The other thing I did, which was far more useful, is that because the articles were rather dated, you know, some of them were one year, two years, three years. And of course, this is a very famous company as case studying. Well, no one had ever asked the executives in the last few months what had been the outcome of the changes you made. And I was able to capture that on record because they were quite happy to give that information, provided I let them see the slides uh, before I used it, which I was happy to do. There was no you know, secret. I just couldn't tell them which client I was working for. So here's the thing. I remember clearly that we had to do one workshop whereby we had to present our findings to the CEO and the chief strategy officer to get them to understand why we want to make the recommendation we want to rec make. And it was a four-hour workshop, and one hour of that workshop was about the case study I did. So I presented it for about 15 minutes. I was still young then and a little bit terrified of presenting to these people, but I presented it with the help of the associate principal who supported me. And then for one hour, we had this discussion although the associate principal is doing most of the discussion, I was supporting him at that point, talking to the client about what the findings mean for their company. And, and this is the power of doing a case study effectively. You can literally rewire the mind of an executive. If you show you have taken the time to really understand what has happened at this company that you are using as an example to almost reflect the experiences of the client. And if you show that you really understand what had happened, you've spoken to the right people, and you know they can explain some of the key decisions made and some of the key mistakes and successes they had, it becomes an enormously powerful tool in a corporate strategy study. And it was a very big lesson for me because when I obviously I was an associate for quite a for, for quite a time, and then I became an engagement manager. But when I became an engagement manager, when I had the influence, more influence, I would say, to to control the teams, I have made case studies a central part of the way I do corporate strategy work. And I became a partner and an associate partner, and so on, associate principal. I made it a pretty big part of that. But it's not just case studies collecting things that have already been written. It's case studies that dig quite far behind the scenes to find out what actually is happening versus what is reported. And so the lesson here is that if you are in a situation whereby I would say you are staffed onto a strategy project and you're asked to do the case study, you are basically being given an amazing opportunity to do original research to help the client frame their issues. And it's your choice whether you want to keep it high-level, boring desktop research or you want to really dig behind the scenes to find out what really happened and produce original research. And I, I remember that it was a very, very important moment in my career because you know, I was given something that was pretty average. People didn't think it would amount to much, but it became a pretty large part of the study. It didn't become the most important part of the study, but especially in the early stages when we were trying to get the client to understand what would happen if they went ahead with their plan strategy, this case study became enormously important. And 
especially in the later stages when you're trying to sum up the study i remember how important it was because because the ceo would reference that the his chief strategy officer would reference that case study so my point here is that if you start onto a project where you have to you know um do a case study it's your decision whether you want to make it into something quite exceptional or something rather basic as always, I'm very happy to listen to any comments you have or queries. Feel free to post it onto the website. And of course, remember, we have a lot of free material on the website. We have those movies. We have some award-winning documentaries. We have um, articles. We have podcasts. Um, that's the free stuff. We also have the, the firm's consulting community. So please you know, take the time to review that stuff. And of course, in a few days, hopefully, we will be putting up the strategy training material which is the old capabilitycenter.com that we are now migrating across into the firm's consulting website.